the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Brought to you by the Civic Sedan, delivering exhilarating performance and fuel efficiency. Visit Honda.ie. Radio Nova Drive with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Six Nations Rugby Live at Five. Thanks to the sleek and also sporty Honda Civic Sedan test, board, test drive one. You can't do it today, do it tomorrow. At Honda.ie. That was very kind of fair. Uh, what was his name? I don't know. No, stop it there. Stop it there. You're not doing well. It was Eamon Dunphy. It was, it was, that was quite an Eamon Dunphy touch there. I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I did. He could say a lot without saying now, a word. Now, before we get started. Yes. The Nova noise is still going on. It's <laughs> yes, not no, no, yes. no. Here's, here's something I just want to ask you. I'm You're, not going to have a goucher. Okay. But I came in here. And Why not I everybody see, expects no, I came that, in and I saw this big notice up there. The Nova noise clues so far. And it's got... It's got two, it's got two clues on. It's got cobwebs on it. <laughs> when was the last time? You, have you not given another clue since I was here last week? We haven't, Brent. No. The people will revolt, Pat. <laughs> Look at that, Brent Pope just called. There's you dust and cobwebs all over that clue section. Although I did notice that it's five thousand. It is five thousand. Now yeah. that makes it pretty tasty for someone out. Nice holiday, new car. You know, yeah. buy yourself a nice house in the suburbs. Yeah. Oh, hey, five, grand. five five grand. There you was a time. You wouldn't get a bonus. There yet was a that, time. Huh? Yeah, oh, there was. Yeah, but it took you like twenty years to earn it. <laughs> I remember my parents in Little Ashburton in New Zealand. I think they paid. Dreadful I might have been five thousand for the first house. What did they sell it for? Three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it was a box actually. Ah, yeah. There you go. You see, it runs in the family. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. From Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Radio Nova driver Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Six Nations Rugby, live at five. Thanks to Honda. Arcade Fire, everything now. Brent Pope, friend of the stars, met Arcade Fire at one Well, I didn't meet them. I met, I met, I, I was in a bar in New York years ago when they must have been. How long have they been around? I don't know. There are, Ten years? Like there are zeros band, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're, I, I just got talking to one. I don't even know which one of the band members was, but I remember him saying he was in a band and he said there's a couple of tickets they were playing in the park or something in Brooklyn or whatever like that. And I said, oh, you know, I, di- I didn't want to be rude. I just sort of said, look, I probably wouldn't bother. But I didn't realise then until I saw posters up that they were bigger than I thought. I just thought, you know, I'm going to sort of let them down gently, you know, just a pub band or something that I, I couldn't make it out to Brooklyn or something. Uh, but, why did but you... Th- why? why why did they? You just got chatting. I just, just got chatting. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, because because if you if you often said you were over there, if you got <laughs> chatting and you said you were you had a, a foreign accent, of course they would ask you where you're from, and then you would say I'm over from Dublin or something. They say, but you don't sound Irish. And then you start talking about New Zealand. We just got talking about even, kind yeah. of music or something, and they one of them said, oh well, we're in a band or something like that. Like it was sort of early afternoon. I can remember yeah. sort of one of those just new. I was over there. I took an apartment over there for a while in Spanish Harlem. Uh, which, which, which was great, yeah, except it was so hot. It was unbelievably hot, and the guy that left me the keys, who was a, a, a firefighter, actually, who was one of the first to arrive at... Uh, at uh, um, Twin Towers. Yeah, was one of the first. His engine's one of the first to arrive. So I kept in touch with all those fire, all those brave firefighters, but he, he, the key, he gave me an old key, and you had to get in through two doors, and I was so nervous when I was coming back if I'd had a few drinks that I'd get trapped in between the two of them because oh. it was like an oven. <laughs> 
Well, seriously, it was so hot. It was the hottest, I think it was about 11 years ago or 12 years mm. ago, and it was the hottest summer they'd had in 150 years. Wow. And it got to the stage where in Spanish Harlem they were doing those old, remember those old-fashioned visions of when they take the hydrants off and the water was going everywhere? Yeah, that, that's and the what kids running in and out of them. But I used to love just sitting out. It was an old brownstone apartment. It was looked like the Leaning Tower pizza. It was, it was <laughs> that crooked. And, but you had to go up. The lift didn't work in it, and I was on the top floor. So by the time I got up there, I'd be baked in sweat or whatever. So I just used to sit out the front and talk to my Jamaican brothers out there and have a chat about life and, you know. That was good, going and get my pizza and my can of beer and go down to Central Park or whatever and watch the baseball and stuff. It was good. It's all very wistful and nostalgic. Well, it does, but then I got lonely, so I came home. Ah. (laughs) Speaking of rugby, (laughs) Alex, Alex is on. Um, yeah, well, look, I have to say, look, I'm really, really excited for this weekend. I think the storyline to actually what's happening is, you know, fascinating. I think you have the father-son rivalry. Um, I heard somebody compare it to Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker, which I thought was brilliant. Ousted from his homeland, you know, in England, and now the captain of the opposition being his son. It's our captain's job to actually smash his son. So the, the storyline is something that I, I don't think we're ever going to see again in rugby. The one thing, look, I'm a big fan of Andy Farrell at the moment. I was doubting him at the start. I have to question um, his motivation techniques this week. I'm not sure if everyone read, but he actually uh, brought Bono into camp to talk about Irish identity. Um, I'm not sure if Bono's the type of person I'd be bringing in to talk about Irish identity, to be honest. I think it lacks a bit for me. Um, but look, it, hopefully it plays well. Um, I think he, another thing Farrell keeps doing, he keeps talking about this Irish grit, this Irish mentality, you know, I think we need to move on from that. I think if you look at our team, we're, we're more than just great. We're more than just workhorses. We need to be more expansive. Um, another thing as well, I think it always comes down to the selection. If you were to ask me, I'd bring Doris in at eight. Um, I just think we need more ball carriers. I think England are weak this weekend. And the other thing as well is I bring in Ron Keller uh, at hooker. England missing the Vinopolis. I think this is absolutely massive for us. I think we have a chance to win this game. And I think where we could win it um, is two laggies obviously playing for England in the centre and the midfield. If Aki and Henshaw play the way they did against Wales, I think Ireland will win this game, and I think we'll win it by a couple of points, but not much. Um, it's a big prediction, I know. Um, another thing to look out for over the weekend, I think you'll see France go to the Millennium Stadium, and you'll actually see them upset the Welsh and beat the Welsh. And um, I said it last weekend, but uh, I think Scotland are disgrace, and um, I think you'll see them slip up again, away to against Italy. Um, so. <laughs> my predictions. Mm, not bad predictions. Some would say. Some would say a little bit brave. We are lucky that the uh, the Vunapolas are gone. Tongan, yeah. Tongan Alex, family Alex is great. Like he could get a gig. He could get a gig on the television. <laughs> well, if I got a gig for so long and George got a gig, he can certainly get a gig because his analysis, as far as I'm concerned, is, is spot on week in week out. So I always like hearing what he has to say. I, again, I agree with most of it. I'm going to disagree on a couple of things. I thought that it was a masterstroke bringing Bono in. Actually because I think that, you know, he's such a he's such an iconic Irish identity for everybody. You know, I'd have been thrilled when I was playing if you brought somebody that was a, the mm. front man of the perhaps the biggest band in the world to come in. And I think he probably would have talked more about what it takes to become successful. So he might have talked about, you know, coming from the north side of, 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 of Dublin, a little band relatively unknown for years and having to work hard to get to where they are. I think that would have been his message mm. rather than the identity. I think it would have been about, about how you succeed and the work that you've got to put in. So I think that would have gone away with that. But just 
just a thrill. You can see the smile on Johnny Sexton's face in the paper today, just, you know, mixing with, with rock stars. And Ireland's great like that. Because eh? you can. Because uh, you can. And unlike any other country in the world, Pat, that, and I've been to a lot of countries, it's where celebrity and sports people and normal people can mix. And that's great. You don't get that type of culture in New Zealand, as you know. You don't get a situation because people have to travel. Like, you can go down to down Grafton Street on any given weekday and you can see somebody you know, from the TV or somebody that's over here making films or whatever or stuff like that. So that's wonderful. So I think that was a masterstroke. Yes, going back to your point, talking rugby now. Um, yes, I don't think that... They, they certainly miss Billy Vonapola because I, I don't think their selection's right in the back row. Uh, he's, they don't have those power players. England like to think they play a power game, but I don't think they have the power players to do if that makes sense. Billy Vonapola, the bigger of the two brothers, um, was out with a broken arm for the whole seasons. Uh, Marco Vonapola has gone home uh, for family reasons at the islands. Having said that, he wasn't in the best of form uh, since the World Cup. Um, I think England are struggling a bit. You know, they come, there's so much expectation of jo- Eddie Jones saying he's going to create the greatest team that the planet has ever seen. They do that by <laughs> losing to France in week one. 24-17. Um, hey, that's what Eddie. I mean. <laughs> and Eddie said, look, they're going to teach these young French whip- whipping boys a lesson. Uh, the opposite occurred. They stuttered against Scotland, albeit some excuse in the sense that the weather was so bad. But still, I don't think they know how to play it. I think Owen Farrell out in the centres doesn't have the same leadership direction he would have it out half. It's a bit like moving Johnny Sexton further out. I don't think you say him the influence. But they do welcome back to a laggy. Uh, and he is their bludgeoning force in the midfield. Um, I tell you what, the, I'll tell you later what the, how the New Zealanders would play that because what they do just to, it's not the best kept secret in the world because of how they play, but they let players like that into a little gap. It's like letting a sheep into the yard or something like that, and then they close the gate behind them. That's the way they deal with big ball carriers. They they let them think that they've gone through a half a gap, and if you can imagine the forwards closing behind, isolate them. Uh, and then try to turn over the ball. So whether or not um, Ireland try to do that, I think agree with Alex. They've got to play the same way they did against Wales. Will they be allowed to? Possibly not. We'll talk about that later, about the, what type of defence that England will bring. But that's boring people enough for now. Also, I want to talk about the uh, father-son thing that's going on with the Farrells at the moment. Hold on for Texas. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Of a drive with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Six Nations Rugby live at five with thanks to the sleek and <laughs> sporty Honda Civic Sedan. Test drive one as soon as you can. Have a look at them at Honda.ie. That was Texas. And you can say what you want. Brent, you know the break thing that's happening. It, it, how much does it affect a side when they're in the rhythm of a tournament? Um, all psyched up for one match after another. And suddenly they have to, like they had to for last week, well, for this week... Take a break. And instead of having another match on, on Saturday and then another match on Sunday or whatever, they take a break. How much does that disrupt their thinking mentality? Because you know, I'd hate that stop-start thing. I'm so proud of you, Pat. At last, at last, a decent question. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, I was just writing about today because actually if oh. you look at it like that, it's, no, it's, 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 your summation is perfect and it goes like this. When you're on a high like Islanders, I, Ireland are in a better place than they maybe thought they were going to be after the World Cup. So they've had two good performances, come off a, a really good win against Wales. You just want to play the following week yeah. because every, that, that, that camp is happy, there's a skip in the step at training, everybody's <laughs> pushing everybody to get into the winning side, everybody's pushing everybody to, to, to be a part of it and then suddenly 
you've got to go back or whatever, you know, go back a couple of days at home or something, you, you, you miss the camp. The opposite applies. So it takes the wind out of Ireland's sails. The opposite applies to England, who haven't started particularly well and can now go back and regroup or whatever, put a bit more into training and say, OK, we didn't get this right. Bring in a few more players back from injury, albeit they've lost uh, Marco Vinopola. Uh, but still, I think that favours um, England because I hear what you're saying. You want to keep that momentum going. Yeah. And that's actually what tripped up Ireland going into the World Cup because you think they were going so good in 2018, won the Grand Slam, they would have wanted that World Cup to be two months later rather than rather than under six or eight months down the track. Well, but why do they do it? Is it a commercial reason or something? Is it telly? Why, yeah, why do they actually take it's those It's a lot to do with player management now and player welfare that they right. won't play. They, they used to play them back-to-back. Hmm. Now even a day makes a difference, you know, to, to players' rehab or whatever or their fitness or whatever. Also, it's a chance for players to get over injuries or something. But just at this moment when I... Like, you'd be saying something else if Ireland had a lot of injury worries. You'd be saying, oh, God, you know, they're welcoming the break. Uh, but they're not at the moment because they're only going to think Gary Ringrose is the only one out. Uh, Robbie Henshaw steps into that uh, position fairly easy. But I just feel that, you know, Ireland would have wanted that game last week uh, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. this week, you know, just because they're, they, they're gun-ho, ready to go. No, They've yeah. got to wait around for it now. And there's a lot of nerves. You're playing away in Twickenham, and it's hard to go away and get a win, so the nerves start eating you eating you up from about Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday on. You've got to go, you know, sleep away from your bed in a hotel or something over in the UK. There's all those slight sure. disruptions yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that play a lot into your psychology of winning rugby, not so much into physicality because all players – you know, more or less train the same way. So the difference now is in the is in the top two inches and how you go about that. Yeah, you see, it's just the same as me, Brent. Yep. Two or three days into my holidays, I can't wait to get back to work. That's <laughs> yeah, now you're a liar. Double four zero four one hundred gets you straight through. Hello, Nova. Hi there, Pat. Um, I'm wondering if you could play a request for me, please. Well, how do you mind? I, I'd like um, either Black Magic Woman or Yellow Mellow. And you know what else I want to ask you? Hmm. You have an ad on there for Santana. I know when they're playing, but you don't give the price for the tickets out. Oh, have you any no, idea no, what no, the price no, is? No, nobody ever does that. You can't because you don't know how much it's going to be. Oh. You know, I mean, it's, it's in, in different places. It, it, it depends where you buy them, you know? Like, yeah. it costs one price if you go to a Ticketmaster box, and yet it's cheaper if you go and... Sorry, it's more expensive if you buy them online. How that works, I don't know. And then there are yeah. other people that's, that's, that sell them at inflated prices online, so you can't give that kind of information, you know? Yeah, so well, how much do you reckon they might be, though? Well, I can probably find out for you. Hang on, let me go out and see what I have. A bit of a look here. Yeah, so it's the 26th of March. It's the 29th, isn't it? Oh, the 29th. I thought you said the 26th. The only price I'm seeing in front of me is about 70 quid. 70, yeah, that's okay. That's worth it. Yeah. That's the lowest price, is 70 quid. Cool. They go up to about 90. Do you know um, when they're going on sale? They are now. Oh, they're on sale now? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, thank you very much, Pat. Okay. Cheers. Have a nice day. You too. In the rain later. <laughs> Bye. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. I have... Doc, uh, no, Dr. Dave PhD, Dr. Dave PhD is, um, he's actually away. Wait, he, he does a restaurant review later on. Oh. Yes. From the uh, Punter's People's panel. And uh, Donica was on earlier on. Okay, it's you've dark arts in the game. And every team pick a player, you know, normally it's a general, the, the, the guy who runs the show. 
for years we've seen Sexton and Murray getting abuse and getting hit late. I'm wondering this week, does Andy Farrell have a photograph of Owen up with a target on his back or has he got the other 14 players with targets on their back and leaving on alone. Yes, it's very much a Luke Skywalker thing going on here, Brent. Well, it's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because here's <laughs> the thing. Rugby is such an attritional game and parents worry about their players playing rugby. So yeah. here's the thing. He's lucky that Owen Farrell is made of similar stuff in the sense that he's a tough working class kind of kid who can take the, the rough and tumble. But if you're in a position, you imagine if you're the father of Ireland, which Andy Farrell is, and you're the coach, and you're playing England, and some of the players say, hey, we've got to get at Owen Farrell, yeah. and we and we try to take him out of the game or whatever like that, is the father going to say, oh, well, just go easy on my son, guys, you know, because it would be a natural way of thinking. Now, not in this case, but if the player was if the player was diminutive and and quite small and and kind of one of those well, types he shouldn't of players, be in the England team for a start. Well, but I mean, you get some players like that. I mean, Scotland's Finn Russell and that'd be sort of you know you wouldn't yeah. want to tackle him to it break pretty easily. <laughs> Sexton, you're right, is is often subjected to late hits or whatever, trying to put him off his game. I just don't think Farrell's in that position that he would he would be targeted like that. But if he was. How do you react as a parent? You can't turn around and say, oh, well, Don't take everybody it. else on, but leave my son alone. Yeah, the He's wife, will, the be, wife will kill be, me. Be, be, be touched. But I remember leading into that story, I remember, uh, you, I'm, not, I, I think this is unique. You're not going to see this the again. Fa- is, is this unique, the father and son opposition? Yes, I, I, I've never heard of it before. I, I've certainly heard of uh, uh, people playing against each other. In fact, you know, when I, was, when I was growing up playing, there were two brothers played for different sides, and a big fight broke out in the, in the game one time until we realised it was the two brothers fighting. So everybody just stood back from both teams, including the referee, <laughs> as they were trading punches. And in the end, one of them said, and that's because you stole me effing Walkman. <laughs> the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Hey, people are getting in touch with me on 0871818100. Uh, Brent, Brian heard you saying before when you were telling the New York story. Uh, Brian says, sitting in a bar early in the afternoon, Brent is now my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds kind of depressing, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought it was quite cool. And uh, Gary was on. Gary said, uh, ask Brent, who do you like in the big fight, Fury versus Wilder? I like Tyson Fury. I know there's a bit. Look, I... I, I I grew up in the days like you, Pat, you know, like Muhammad Ali and Fraser and Foreman and these wonderful boxers. I hardly ever watched boxing. Did you not? <laughs> no. No, you no. don't really have the physique for uh, it, Well, I don't have the mental physique no, for it. No, but I, mean, I, I used to rush home There's two from... fellas legally belting the shite out of each other. You, yeah, no. but there was an art to it in those days. I used to write, uh, to, uh, head back. We didn't have a TV, uh, sob, sob. I used to head <laughs> back on uh, my friend's chopper, Rally Chopper, uh, and go and watch the black and white TV of Muhammad Ali fighting and, and the TV was on a box in, in someone's garage. But I grew up then when there were great heavyweights. Even Tyson, even though, you know, he slipped obviously in parts of his oh, life, I still liked a- I still liked him as a boxer. He was God. he was he was one of the great heavyweights. Okay, well never mind that Tyson. What but, about okay, this Tyson? Yeah, so no, I I, 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 I find I Wilder to me is a bit of a kind of a show pony. I quite like Fury's Fury's pretty yeah, I, I, I like Fury, so I'd fancy, I'd fancy Fury. You do? Oh, fair. I'll have the rest of that tune on the radio soon. And who do you fancy for it? Uh, they're not my kind of fella. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> They'd eat you up. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brent, that was the most unfortunate turn of phrase. <laughs> the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. The Nova Noise. Name the noise. Win the cash. Ah, uh, yeah, five grand. It hit five grand last night. You left. You, we, we left them with a nice little thing to think about this morning, didn't we? You and I. Uh, good all year round, over and under. Yes, you know the clues. Tick that box. And the Nova Noise. Hey, uh, hey, 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 tick that box. What do you mean, tick that box? You've only still given two clues away. No, I'm just the things you have to do, just like to, you know, so people know what's going on. No, shh, shh. And the Nova Noise sounds like this. Yeah, tick that box. And I'm going to take three callers at random. Take that box. And you have to tell me exactly what made that Nova noise in the first place. Hey, are you going to give me a hard time about this again? I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm just concerned that I continue to come in here every week and fight for the people, and you don't. You're giving away two miserable clues. I the reason the clues are there at all. Two two clues in a month. I'm wronged. I am a wronged man. I can see where the point is that you're trying to drag it out and nobody wins the money and then people get bored with it. But no! Because you take such pleasure and people ring it in <laughs> you go, dirt, dirt, that super's a dirt, dirt. Go on the site. That one's already been answered ten times with somebody coming on with something. That it's they've easy, spent time. It's easy to see that you're a blow into this whole thing. All right. <laughs> oh, no, no, I just, just give them more just, clues. Just, just hold on there and I'll get you to answer a few phone calls, all right? Nova Noise, ring now, double four zero four one hundred is the only number that gets through to Nova. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. So people are really getting on the case here about Bono being brought oh. to, to, to the rugby squad. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Uh, because, see, here's a guy here, right? Um, where is he? Oh, something is the usual, the usual kind of a, like a rude reaction. It's like something like, oh, come on, Brent. Bono has his head up as Swiss, right? Mm. And I'm going, and I went back to him saying, yeah, and when you meet him, I'm sure you'll tell him that. <laughs> I just, well, look, maybe I'm getting it wrong, or maybe it's not the public affection that I thought but I mean at the end of the day he is probably he is the front man of one of the biggest bands that the world has ever seen let's, yep. let's face it oh so that coming from coming from sort of small beginnings on the north side and and pools and schools like that and they came up through it and they've made it successful so I would think it would be about that I would think it would be about saying hey you know we had to we had to work hard for what we got you know, and, and you guys are going to have to work hard too for the win. And I think that would be inspiring. If I was a player and somebody came in like Bruce Springsteen or someone and, and, and spoke to you and said, hey... Or Bono, you know, what's wrong with Bono? Bono? Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. If you, no, but I mean, yeah, uh, somebody yeah. of that iconic... Status, like I know yeah. New Zealand have done it when they've had like Crowded House or the Finns and, and the All Blacks and that to play songs or whatever after wins and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, yeah but, but they're me, not as big. Certainly not as big as, as nothing New Zealand. Well, can yeah, but it's the very fact as, if they walk in a room, I don't care who you are, you are going to go, whoa, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Exactly. Well, he's probably one of the most recognisable faces in the world, isn't he? A hundred percent. You're second from <laughs> yeah. the only the only people's pundits panel in rugby. Uh, Dr. Dave, PhD. Now, Dr. Dave, PhD, is on foreign shores, literally, 
this week on Lanzarote. And uh, rather than maybe, or perhaps as importantly as predictions for this Sunday's match, would be the um, post-lunchtime analysis of the seafood meal. <laughs> Absolutely, Pat. Well, uh, definitely Dave won octopuses nil. Uh, that's the post-lunch analysis. Delicious uh, pulpo salad, you know? I love but it. I would say to you about the wear of the, watching the match will be, I'm looking up at a place called Bikers Beach Club. What's it it's called? The Heart Bar. Bikers Beach Club. Oh, yeah, OK. If, if um, my experiences of, well, any canary, really, uh, anything to go by, the fact that it's called the Heart Bar doesn't necessarily mean it won't be overrun by British patrons. You may be outnumbered. No, <laughs> I said it'll be fairly multicultural. I said there won't be a breakfast <laughs> here to be seen. But uh, I also have a great memory of going to Twickenham with my dad uh, some years back, and uh, we saw Gervin Dempsey scoring in the corner, and Mark Paul Kelly preventing a try in the far corner. And uh, before the game, they had walked the Webb Ellis Trophy around the ground. They, they were the newly crowned world champions, and um, we beat them. Just brilliant. Like another generation of Irish players. I suppose the message to get across to anybody watching the match who's maybe not a, an originally a rugby fan is going to Twickenham and winning is worth everything. So whatever about the Six Nations, whatever about the Triple Crown, winning at Twickenham is it's just massive. Let's hope they do it by, by three points or even one. Hope so. Dr. Dave, PhD, um, to paraphrase Oscar Wilde, the best thing about the first good bottle of wine is the second good bottle of wine. So go away and enjoy. <laughs> I'll test that for now. Thank you. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Rugby Live at Five, thanks to Honda all round, really, especially the Civic Sedan. Test drive one as soon as you can, honda.ie. There was the, the cure and the caterpillar. And I think, Brent, I think Dr. Dave, PhD, he put it exactly right just then when he just he said for people that may not be madly into rugby, possibly they even deliberately follow this particular match and then never see another one until yeah. the next time it happens. But beating England at oh, home yeah. is absolutely, it's, it's everything. It's got to be everything to the team as well. Now, what would be the effect of A, the win at Twickenham over England mm. versus B, the effect of a loss at Twickenham over England? Well, it's another good point because because win and you've already established that it's been a successful enough season because you've got the Triple Crown. You've beaten Wales and Scotland and England, so they get the Triple True. Crown. True. Having said that, the Triple Crown doesn't mean as much as it used to, but it still keeps you very much in the hunt. Then you've got to presume that you're going to beat Italy at home, and then you're going for a Grand Slam in Andy Farrell's first year. <laughs> That's the effect of a win, plus the fact that uh, England went so well at the World Cup, World Cup finalists, beaten by South Africa, as we know, but still were pretty cock-a-hoop about winning the championship with the Grand Slam themselves this season. So you'll have taken England down in the hallowed turf, which doesn't happen a lot, I think, three times out of the last 13, I think Ireland have won. So that would really put Ireland in a really great place. Um, if they lose, then again, the same as the championship season isn't gone because I think that they could still go to Paris and win that match. And who knows, France may actually lose to Wales. Um, so I think the pressure's on England because it's not the end of the world if Ireland lose, if you know what I mean. And that's a nice, relaxed way to go over and say, look, mm. we can give it everything we got. We can throw the kitchen sink at it. England have all the pressure. They, they, they're they meant to win at home. Uh, 
let alone the, the number of expat Irish will be at the match. I've been there a couple of times as a spectator. The atmosphere is incredible. The only thing, the only thing that's where it makes it a bit different is you're so far out. And there's there's no pockets unless you stay out the match. Going back into London, the game is lost. There's so many other sporting occasions on on that particular day. But when yeah. you're out there and out there in Richmond or whatever, the Irish, the expat Irish, really rock up. They all get dressed up. All the Irish bars are swelling in the in the area. So there'll be a great lot of home support for the Irish team over there, and it's just a great occasion because it's the old enemy. You know, like, I mean, everybody wants to beat England. Yeah, it doesn't matter you know, if they were an enemy. to something, you'd come back and hold the, get a ticker tape parade down the down the uh, Grafton Street if you, if you beat England and anything. But, look, it'll still a hard task. Do I think they can do it? Absolutely. Uh, do I think they're going to do it? Yes, I do, just. But I think that, you know, would really define their season. And it'd be great for Andy Farrell to start like that. Imagine in the household that week. Oh, that would be so moody. You'd have Owen Farrell stomping around, not talking to his dad, his dad, you know, saying, son, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. I went to bed early. Radio Nova with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope on Six Nations Rugby Live at Five. Thank you, Honda, especially the Civic Sedan Supergrass pumping on your stereo. Right, Brent, here we go. The Nova Noise. Name the noise. Win the cash. Five grand. Just flipped out. It's like when you... Have you ever been in your car and you've, you've actually watched the zeros all turn over the, the 100,000 mark? I don't have cars that modern. As that. soon as I asked that question... Oh, that modern? Oh. Mm, no. I thought you were going to slag I'm, me for having old No, I love classic cars. That's me. Yeah, actually, I've had no. my share of them. You should see my, you should see my '97 E200 Merc. Do you have a '97? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's downstairs in the garage. I had a, uh, a Volkswagen, a pink Volkswagen at a university, and I was driving mm. up home from university, and the car pulled up behind me, full of attractive woman waving, and I thought I was cool waving back. And what they were pointing to the back was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. used to do that yeah. without even... five flames coming out yeah. the back of it so I stopped and pulled up and, <laughs> and they just whisked past you know still waving out cool. shows you how uncool oh, I was yeah doesn't it yeah. right double four zero four one hundred hello Nova Noise how are you doing sir you're talking to Paul Holmes Paul Bloody Holmes uh, now Bloody you see Brent, Brent's face has just gone there was an incredibly yes. famous broadcaster Named in New Zealand Paul called Paul Holmes that's I know him, yes. Yeah. I, I think you and I have talked before about him, Paul. So Not anyway, obvious. before you before you have a guess, do you think, honestly, Paul, oh, do you think that God. Nova are being oh. very ungenerous in their clue giving or do you buy into this, stretch it out, and it gets more exciting as time goes on? It doesn't get exciting. It gets uh, it's a bit frustrating. Yes, exactly. I'm with you, Paul. Yeah, it's you frustrating. See, me too. This is why. This is why I didn't like Paul. Didn't I campaign for clues for a long time? You, did, you, did. Yeah, you see, did, Pat. Yeah, I did. did. Oh, he's, he's playing that old acorn there, claiming I didn't see you bouncing down to the boss's office and saying demanding more clues. Let's pick it next week. I'm going to pick it outside the boss's <laughs> office with a more clues, more clues, more clues. Yeah, anyway, right. Paul. Anyway, let's have you. You're going to get it. I think it's an an office window closing. An office a window. Double glazed office window closing. A double okay. glazed office window closing. Pat. Ah, oh, you see. Uh, no worries. Sorry about that, Paul. Have another no go. Worries. Hello, Nova. Pat speaking. Ah, <laughs> oh, you see, that's the reaction you get. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> go on, go on, away you go, go on. Knock yourself out. Hello, Nova Noise. Have we a winner? Who are we talking to? You're speaking to Larry and you have got a winner. Oh, Larry, I like your confidence. I like your spirit, Larry. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it a yeah, lot. You lot still can't play rugby. Why? Well, we can sometimes. Where do you think he's from? Larry's South African. Well, they're the world champions, of course. You don't think oh, I'm going to admit that, do you? I thought you had an excellent game in the final, Larry. <laughs> I thought we did too. I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it. Well, you were brilliant um, yourself. <laughs> I thought you were you were you were so good in the lineouts. That was a real surprise. Not bad for a fellow's five foot two. No, exactly. <laughs> Larry, <laughs> what's the number noise? <laughs> what's the number? Come noise? on, Larry. Let's do it for the Springboks. Um, I think it's a flight case being shot and the class being closed. More specifically, I think it's a record-carrying case being shut and the class being pushed closed. Actually, that was has that been tough? Because I can just I can picture those little the suitcase we used to have to clip, clip things. Yeah, you're showing your age, Larry, by saying uh, no, if you still no, got one no, of those. In fairness, no, no, uh, like uh, musicians, musicians yes, and right. uh, travelling right. DJs that do club work and back. stuff. Yeah, apologise. They, they have those things, Larry. I don't listen apologize. to. Don't mind them, Larry. I apologise, Larry. No bother at all. Um, well done on the rugby. And I apologise for the comment about the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations. Hello, Nova. Hi, uh, I was ringing for the Nova Noise. Oh, oh very oh, polite. Hey, very polite, yes. Is that is that a New Zealand accent? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, look at this. Where are you from? Uh, Auckland, North Shore. Takapuna or where? Uh, they, I did play a bit of club rugby for Takapuna. Oh, Takapuna, that used to... The Mondesia, remember that pub there in the east the of Mondesia. a swimming pool? How flash was that yeah. coming from the South Island? When we were playing for a target on <laughs> Canada, we'd stay at the Mondesia and had a swimming pool. Yeah, because I can imagine oh, you guys, luxury. for the first time, South Islanders would say, Jesus, what's that? I know, a swimming pool. Anyway, before and we then, get... Uh, before we get did you end up in the podium nightclub? In the... In the oh, po- yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, I remember yeah. actually another one of my famous stories. I remember, I think, Robin Brooks, Zinzay and Brooks Brothers took us back and I think there was a, a male strip review in town oh, and some of the players <laughs> some of the players from our team got up and started to, to, so, to go so through the routine and they were going to sue next day because there were more women turning around watching the rugby players <laughs> than, than they were with this travelling, whatever it was, the Chippendales or whatever it was. So, But anyway, look, that anyway, story's from the old... So uh, who, who is this? Uh, my name's Phil. Phil, go for it. <laughs> Come on, Phil. Got, what do you got for Do me? it for Takapuna. My guess is uh, it's one of those coin tyre pressure machines. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a rip-off paying for air. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but great talking to you. Do you live over here now? Bugger. Or? Yeah, yeah, Bugger. yeah. Bugger. Live here, married to an Irish girl. <laughs> Bugger. I haven't heard that word for a long time. It used to be that a great ad on TV, oh, didn't they? Oh, they're great. I must put those up online. Listen, Phil, oh, good yeah, talking to yeah. you. Stay in touch, man. Good talking to you, Phil. All right. Thanks. Cheers, guys. He was good crack, Phil. 5,050 quid tomorrow. Yes, I'll put the whole clue thing again, all right? Okay. I'll bring it. I'm coming with you. Yep. Yeah, actually. I don't I could, mean to give you a no, hard time. No, 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 I know you're cool. doing could, your yeah, best. I, I could do with a bit of muscle. Yeah. That's not a bad I idea. Do you, yeah. yeah, that's right. Let's no, march in there. There you go. Take the door off the hinges. There you go. I've done that at my we, size, but never mind. <laughs> yeah. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Brent Pope has left the building and he'll be back next Thursday and we'll do it again thanks to the sleek and sporty Honda Civic Sedan. You need to test drive one. It's a bit late now. Have a look at Honda.ie. This has been the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope.
Brought to you by the Civic Sedan Diesel. Available in six-speed manual or a nine-speed automatic. Visit Honda.ie. Join us next week for another podcast or catch the show live Thursdays at 5 on Radio Nova and Nova.ie.